The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Zelda podcast. Uh, my name Link is... Podcast. Link Podcast. My name is Robert Orla Zero, and I'm joined by Matt and Tristan. How's it going, you two? It's going well. Not bad, not bad. Yourself? Um, I, I, I'm doing quite well, doing quite well. Um, yeah, I we have a lot to get into. By the way, this is... Um, if you are listening to this, you are one of the few, because we like to keep the artistic integrity in this podcast. Um, and so there's only two options for you to currently be listening to the podcast, um, mostly because my podcast, well, the podcast service that I use, you need five episodes out before they start distributing it. So, <laughs> so, so you are either one, a patron, which thank you. Thank you, patrons who are supporting thank us you. and listening to us. Uh, or two, you have asked me for the link directly and I've sent you the direct link to the podcast. <laughs> there's, there's something incredibly funny to me about yeah, we're here for integrity. Also, we can't we can't have it on the thing. <laughs> we we can't have what we can't have what. Oh yeah, like we can't, can't be distributed yet. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't be distributed. Yet. They don't I, want you to hear what we have to say. True. I just I just love that this whole big bit. podcast. <laughs> I just love this whole bit with Matt that like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep it like you know artistic and and all that. Um, and just like, like, just, just like we're only talking, you know, like no one else is here. Um, and then it like, then it's actually like, this is actually the case right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, but you know, there was one thing funny, this is a sidebar, but I'm going to start with, with our, um, definitely not the Nintendo podcast that of another, you know, giant IP that we did. Um, but, uh, I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like, I really like that. We're going to just kind of close like a nice bow on that. And there's something nice about that. Instead of like a podcast just kind of fading to obscurity for like life reasons, just being like, yeah, we've we've done what we set out to do and and we've kind of made a bow, you know? Like Mission I, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I because currently like um with our Rocket League podcast, like it's like we're going on 5 years soon, right? Like in well soon, mm. like four and a half years now, but we're going to we're going to get to 5 years. And there's part of me that's like you know, should I just like do like a very nice bow like at the end, you know, or should I like keep dragging it and then 
and then it progressively gets worse. It's like the eighth season of Community, and you're like, I, why I, are we still here? You know? I don't know, man. You got to be <laughs> careful. What lie. if they release Rocket League two? It's, but it's all more the cosmetics it, are more so, expensive. So Unreal Engine <laughs> five for Rocket League is the big thing right now. So it's like part of me wants to like be like, okay, pause, and we'll be back if Unreal Engine five gets released. <laughs> so they're gonna make they're gonna make Rocket League two with like a PVE component, and then like a year after it comes out, they're gonna be like, actually, no, we're gonna just. Uh... <laughs> Just imagine TV. Like like, we're gonna t- we're gonna tell the epic story of Rocket League. <laughs> what, what are the eggs? Um, no, um, no, no hate to Rocket League. Like I don't, I don't mean this in like a, a disparaging way, but I'm kind of shocked it's like still a thing after five years. Like it, it's that okay. So here's here's a secret. It's it's at eight. No, no, that's yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant yeah. like yeah, I meant as the podcast. Oh, like, the wow, podcast? Been, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcast, um, our listenership hasn't changed. Like, like once we hit our, like, we'll say our max, right? It's mm. pretty much been that for the last three years. So It's not bad nice. at all. Yeah. I, I'm just uh, surprised there's been enough Rocket League to talk about. It's it's mostly, it, it's definitely changed to just, like, well, they have tournaments and stuff, right? Like, the, the, the oh, okay, sports okay, stuff. So, it's, so yeah. speaking of enough things to talk about. Yes, I was going to say, we, Matt, I need you to bring us back here. <laughs> yeah, we, we should probably stop having this Zelda podcast be instead of podcasts about podcasts. Instead. We're ruining the artistic integrity of this product, which is supposed to be evergreen by you know mentioning things that are happening currently in, in, in this time. Um, you know, why don't we get into our main topic today, which is... Uh, as you know, the name of the episode presumably that hasn't been named yet. This is just recording. It's um, Tears of the Kingdom it's Part Tears One. Of the that Kingdom. is the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, huge new Zelda game. What? Let's you know. Let's I, talk about I got a our starting credentials point. here. Do, do, you, do you have a? I have a starting point. You ready, Matt? You ready for okay, this? Sure. Um. I want to talk about the scope of or the the style of this game right away compared to Breath of the Wild. Um, this one feels a lot more focused in a lot of ways. I think that's probably one of the first things I mentioned, and mm. I absolutely love it. Like I I love how how the I love how much more focused it is, and maybe part of it is that you still get a lot of the creativity and exploring. Um, oh, absolutely! But but there's something about the fact that like the plot's still there driving you. And even mm-hmm. when you go off on like randomness, it doesn't, I mean, you could really explore if you want to, but I, I just think I like this format a little more. Like I think it's a little tighter and I think it actually helps it. I don't know if yeah. either of you have thoughts on that. I, I, I do, but just, just before I respond to the, my, with my thoughts, I just want to add a disclaimer for our listeners that oh, yes. <laughs> we're going to try to not, you know, dump spoilers on everyone we're not going to try we're going to try not be super explicit in spoilers and whatnot but if you're trying to go into tears of the kingdom with absolutely no insight into the game you know you probably should go do that instead of listening to a podcast describing people's experiences (laughs) in it my 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 guess like for this for part one you should have probably my guess is about 50 to 50 hours and we'll say i think that's that'll give you a fair yeah, a fair kind of. I, I will say the the impressive know. thing, and this is not necessarily only my insight. It's definitely a sentiment that I've seen shared elsewhere. Um, it is kind of incredible that it's really hard to find Tears of the Kingdom spoilers, just because everybody's sharing either their like war crime devices 
or the results of said war crime devices. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? This is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I, to get back to your point uh, about how being more focused, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild really just kind of opened up. And once you got off the plateau, it's just like, all right, you have to kill Ganon at some point. Have fun. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Breath this of the Wild one had direction in that if you went the wrong way off the plateau, you couldn't progress because a line will beat you to death. But yeah. other than that, it was it was pretty um, unguided. There, there, there were there's some subtle guidance in uh, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Like um, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that triggers to send you towards Zora's domain first. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's like a ton of little Zora people being who are in like some amount of distress on like half of Hyrule field who will be like, Oh, you should definitely go that way, that way, specifically that way. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think it's maybe because of the, the general like format of, of such a bigger, like taking open world seriously. Right. That I think they, they felt, I imagine the reason it was so annoying was because they felt that a lot of people who aren't used to open world games would would just get lost, right? Yeah, I think with this game, they're allowed to be more focused and direct because, you know, they went into this knowing that everyone's already seen the ground level map of Hyrule again. You know, they people have played Breath of the Wild, they know this map. Exploring this map isn't some grand series of revelations. It's just like, you know, these are places you've already been before, so they can more they can start us in the center of uh, Hyrule Field at Hyrule Castle Town instead of down south of the plateau. Um, they can send us to Rito Village and also say, "Hey, you should also check out Terrytown." And you know, mm-hmm. uh, people will ex- people know how to explore to different areas. You know, uh, Death Mountain's less oppressive because there's no longer lava everywhere, so you don't have to like solve an entire like equipment puzzle just to get into Goron City anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, so I, th- I think it's it's. A hundred percent. Like if if you're going, if you're listening to this review, and this review is whether you buy the game or not, you were the assumption the developers make is that you've been and you've played Breath of the Wild. Yes, um, I think is a fair assumption to make, and it makes the game way more fun because this is a more challenging game. I, I I think that's fair to say, Matt. Yes. Um, and I think the creativity is off the walls, and I think we should probably get into like the different powers. I, I'd like to talk about those, um, but. It's like if you are having trouble with Breath of the Wild in some of like the puzzles and like the creativity you have to do, um, like the out of box thinking. Because I feel like there's sometimes like sometimes it feels like, oh, I figured this out. But that feeling of like, I don't think the developers would have done it this way. I love that feeling. And you get so much of that in this game. And and I just I, I feel like. I feel like saying out of the box thinking isn't really applicable to this game. There just isn't a box anymore. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. if we go into the powers, so um, the main ones you've got are Ultra Hand. Um, uh, what's the what's the one that makes you go up? Um, Ascend. Ascend. 
uh, you've got time reversal, and you've got auto build. I think that's it. Am I missing anything? Is there any new? So, is there any ones that are discovered? Sorry. Uh, I think auto build. Oh, so sorry. What, did I accidentally spoil something? Well, I don't think I don't you did. Think so. I think there's one power that is used at the beginning of the game that you don't have till later. So I think you did just spoil something, but <laughs> I apologize. There is a hidden power. <laughs> no, no. Okay. The, the one I have. Okay. I'm, I'll just explain. Cause I don't know the names. Right. Um, but the one where you can grab stuff and, and connect them to Alter other stuff. Hand, right. Yeah. Um, then you have the one that uh, connects weapons together. Oh yes. Fuse. Of course. I always Fuse. forget that that's a separate power. It, yeah. It could just be the grab one. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> my mind. Um, and then you have the if you're close enough to us to a ceiling above you, you can like flow through it. Um, and then there's the turn back time. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the other one that I mentioned that. Um... But I, the the reason it doesn't feel like a spoiler is because literally I think the first thing like once the very beginning of the game, um, they like rebuild a bridge, right? Like it yeah. before that power is introduced. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw that happen, and I'm like, this is a hundred percent a thing that's that's going to be relevant. <laughs> yeah, um, all I'll say for that is, um, uh, clearly you're not exploring the depths as much as you should. Oh, wait, it was it, is it the depths? <laughs> the depths? The depths? You mean like un- underneath the map, or yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is this is one where it's not related to the main story. You can just find it separately. Yeah, it's completely separate from the main story. Interesting. So you off exploring, you probably found this a lot earlier than. Oh yeah, I found otherwise. this. Like the reason why I so offhandedly mentioned it is because I found it like within my first ten hours. Okay, I'll I let's let's talk about the caves in a second. Like, is that is that what this is related to here? Like, oh no, this isn't caves. This is this is the depths. The you depths. know what the depths Tear. are, right? I'm trying. No, no, I don't think I do. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 but this is fine. You're allowed to spoil this for me. I, okay. I'm, I'm okay. With, I, I okay want to talk it. about this because it's really cool, and I saw a thing about it, and I, I would like to share something yes. without Go, Tristan. You start needing off. necessarily knowledge of the game. Um, to your point earlier about the game expecting you to like remember the map and things like that, um, now that we've segued into it, Hyrule is like overlaid on top of something called the Depths which is effectively the dark world from Link to the Past, um, up to and including the fact that the entire, like, Depths is the map of Hyrule. Like, things correspond. Yeah. Um, um, if there's, like, a mountain, like, it's literally, like, a reverse, like, Inception thing going on. Like, yeah. So once if there's we're done a mountain, this... it's going to be, like, a deep chasm in the Depths. It's, it's so cool. Once, once we're done this podcast and you're done your soccer or whatever and you've got free time, please go jump in a giant hole in Hyrule. There's an entire second map. Wow. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yo, separately, anyone who said, like, oh, this is just an expansion game, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no. A like, deserved full it's, price it's game, like let's be honest. Cool. It's extra cool because um, you can you can like navigate your way. You can find shrines using the depths um, because there's these like these roots of light. Yeah, the depths are completely pitch black. Yeah, they're they're pitch black except for these like pillars of light essentially, and like other ways you can like 
navigate around. But if you see, if you're in the depths and you're exploring and you see like, like light shining roots up top, that's a shrine. Like you can find a shrine there. So it's really yeah. cool. Um, and like the terrain is slipped, so mountains become like pits and yeah. uh, rivers or walls, though. Rivers or walls. Um, uh, like gorges become mountain ranges. It's... Keep talking because you've blown my mind. And <laughs> like, what's so I'm, great? I'm actually surprised you didn't know about this. This no, is no, like, yeah. this is this is so great because it shows like how authentic I'm playing this game. No, it's, it's I, true. I have not read thing short of short of uh, the single crime thing. engines this uh, is so if you want to get introduced to the, yeah. if you want to get introduced to the depths properly uh there's a bunch of quests in lookout landing surrounding it like that's probably what i didn't do <laughs> yeah that's almost certainly what you didn't do because there if you like talk to the researchers there uh they'll be like oh hey you know like um while you're around do you want to go jump in a giant hole for science <laughs> um and uh you go and you do that and they like introduce some of the concepts of the depths yeah okay another side note i absolutely love how this game works where like i think i could have beaten like <laughs> like i could have I, I imagine like, if you want to introduce, but I could probably never like even know of that and beat most of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the depths is uh, it's where uh, you get most of the zonite for upgrading your battery capacity. Yeah. Um, and so, if you want to do cool building stuff, you gotta go. You gotta go down there. You gotta you gotta mine. Also, it's um, terrifying. Heads up. <laughs> yes, there's there's a whole there's whole other mechanics around it. Like, yeah, um, there, there's a lot going on down there. If uh, so, enemies down there are like corrupted, and when they hit you, it lowers your max HP until you either go to a light route or go back to the surface or eat specific food. Um, and it's just it's like one hit. One hit will just all, all, always lose you at least one heart, even if you have a ton of armor. Okay. Um, it's terrifying. I love um, the depths. Can I, one thing I wanted to start off, yeah, let me say that I was not expecting to be talking about a whole world I didn't know about. Uh, <laughs> the first thing here. Second thing, um, I was about to mention how I like the caves because <laughs> I thought <laughs> they were a great addition of, ooh, you found this cave and it's a, you can explore it. But sure, but sure. This is a depth, but sure, there's which, an entire second map of cave systems so so forever is listening to this podcast in a year because obviously like that that's how long it'll take us to to release five episodes um <laughs> and they finally get to listen to this podcast and then they get to remember uh yeah tell me how long it took you uh or don't tell me in your mind how long it took you to figure out about the depths um how long okay. did it take you to realize that robert didn't know what i was talking about <laughs> I, yes 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 Post i do appreciate stamps. that i was just honest because i like when you asked me i was just gonna be like yeah i know what that is it might just have a different name and i'm like nah no no chance <laughs> i see what it is um no this is great uh okay here's the question do we want to have you guys kind of finish your talk here on the depths and then and then go into my spiel or or do you, I, I, or I, I guess I can... guess what you could say is like the fact that they've created this whole other layer of the world 
on top of the world that they're already giving us so, is pretty insane, right? So, yeah, so a lot of the marketing was focused on the Sky Islands, and we'll get into those, but uh, while we're just talking about the depths, the depths are on a completely, like, the Sky Islands are a nice, small addition to the game. The depths are massive addition to the game, and there's... Uh, a lot of really interesting like thought that's gone into their construction um mm -hmm. because uh because of the way like water flows in Hyrule um some sections of the depths are just locked off uh from each other um and you have to like use your as you start learning the rules of how the depths work you can use that information to selectively go down to the depths so you find the things you're looking for uh, i'm not going to spoil some of the connection because you know you haven't gone to the depths yet and you it's really cool to like learn that for yourself like mm -hmm. what the connections are um but there's so many like small different things that if you know what the map above says i can tell you what you're going to find in the depths there oh that's cool i i just also want everyone to appreciate that i essentially play these games like i'm a real anime protagonist where i don't know <laughs> a thing that's wrong and i just take on like head head first into whatever thing is in front of me <laughs> blinders on uh and dumb the, as the a rock <laughs> are also like really where um you know constructing things with ultra hand uh oh that's where like, all these really things takes are off because mm -hmm. like you know i briefly mentioned uh you know that's where all the zonite mines are and uh you use that zonite you trade it into the robots for, for crystals and you trade the crystals to another robot to increase your battery capacity and then that battery capacity uh powers your vehicles that you then use to drive around the depths because the depths is huge hostile and you really don't want to be walking <laughs> um you're usually going somewhere in the depths so it, you know there's no shrines down there to my knowledge uh so you're not you know intricately searching it you you have a destination you're going to so vehicles are super important down there and so it, it's like is it faster travel than like exploring above ground then essentially uh, I would say it's probably slower by default. It's slower, slower by default, gotta, like, but you need to use a vehicle. Yeah, because you don't yeah. really want to be going out into the darkness. And I imagine is... making a vehicle would be a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Like, and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, like, judging from online contributions, making a vehicle is the most fun thing in this game. I, I, think I, like, it, all it, the, mm -hmm. I like all the basic vehicles you can make. Like, making a... Um, like a rocket shield by using fuse just on a rocket with your shield. <laughs> and you can like go full treasure planet and just. <laughs> yeah. Um, Same with mine carts. You can use them as like impromptu skateboards. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there, I, there's a lot of, there, there's a lot that you can do with vehicles in this game. Cause do you mind if I, do you mind if I explain what auto build does? Yeah, let's 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 just go into that that last power. I haven't found it, but it's, so it's we're good. With, I, uh, listen, anyone listening to this, by by the time they'll be <laughs> they'll be listening to this, they should have beat the game. So uh, go. Yeah. So <laughs> auto build is um, basically the capstone that like puts all the vehicle creation stuff 
together. Because uh, you can you can ultra hand some random crap you find lying around. You can go to a dispenser, drop off some cores to get some new gotcha uh, vehicle parts. Uh, but you're going to be limited by what you have on hand. With auto build, what it allows you to do is uh, whenever you make something, it's saved into your recent creations. And then you can just uh, build it. Like mm. it allows it, it, it'll gather any parts in the area that go towards the thing you're trying to build, and it'll socket them in. But if you're missing something, it'll cost some zonite to just create a temporary version of that. So, if you make like a car you really like, uh, and you have the zonite for it, you can just make that you car zonite. anywhere. Mm. That's really cool. So it's like it's like essentially gallery or like uh, a shop. Or like a it, save uh, saves all the things essentially. Yeah, it saves all the things and it allows you to. It's yeah, like it's like templates. It's really nice. Zonite's super common once you get like uh, once you know where to get it. So it allows you to just make a hover bike. You're like, man, I want to get up this cliff. Make a hover bike, and you can now go up the cliff. It's... And I thought I was so clever with all my hot air balloon nonsense. But here I, am. <laughs> I mean, if you have hot air balloon nonsense, you can just make hot air balloons anywhere. <laughs> the hot air balloon uh, sword, though, is is my favorite sword. Um, <laughs> it just for it's it just looks so dumb. Uh, anyway, uh, let's 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 refocus here. I, I'm gonna. Uh, we I'm gonna were going through the, the powers when we went off. Oh, true. On a you know what? Tangent. You're right. You're right. Keep going, Matt. So I'll stop, I'll stop trying to lead here. <laughs> you know, I kind of covered Ultra Hand. I also I kind of covered Ultra Hand a bit when talking about the vehicles, but it's also really nice because it's it feels like a less restrictive Magnesis. Oh yeah, um, at its most oh, yeah. basic. I, I noticed that as well. Yeah, and yeah. it's just so much nicer for pu- for puzzle solving, and um, the way it interacts with Rewind is really interesting because. Mm. Um, if there's ever anything that's just slightly out of reach, just pick up something, drop it, stand on it, rewind it, it'll then shoot up into the sky, and congratulations, just pick up the thing you were trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There's a lot of that in this game. Yeah, like, I mean, like it, meshing the powers together, and you just you just feel that... that it feels, it, it feels yeah. to me, having not played it, but it feels to me that they like looked at all the people doing things with Magnesis, Oh, and actually, I think we want to let them do that with anything, and that's why mm. Magnesis itself didn't come back. Yeah, it, it feel like the powers in Breath of the Wild, I think one criticism I made, if I didn't, this is a criticism of Breath of the Wild, um, They, if, the, if a puzzle had water, it meant Cryonis is going to be used and nothing yeah. else matters. If there is a metal, like, plank, you're using Magnesis, nothing else matters. Yeah, exactly. Um, the powers really didn't interact in any meaningful way. Um, like you could stasis something, but you couldn't then magnesis it. The closest interaction is stasis and bombs. Yep. Um, but in this game, you know, Ultra Hand, I just mentioned the Ultra Hand Rewind uh, interaction. Ultra Hand does its obvious thing with auto build and that you Ultra Hand, you have to use Ultra Hand to build the things first before they save and auto build. Um, you can pick stuff up with auto, let's say you make like a jet fighter or something. You can pick it up with Ultra Hand to like have it, to put it into the air, put it down, uh, get into the pilot seat, 
rewind, it'll go up into the air, and then you have an aerial start to your flight instead of trying to like get off the ground. Um, I, I think that like to me, the greatest thing about this game is that it feels like it allows for a lot more, we'll say, inefficient solutions. Yes. Yeah. Like there's two or three like things that probably the developer thought of of like this is this is the way in this general area they should probably solve this puzzle or sometimes it's not even a puzzle, sometimes it's like like platforming, sometimes it's like how to get to the next platform. Um and it's like, no, there's actually like five or six other ways you could do it. Um because I get really stubborn and I start like I start doing really like dumb things, but I think they're fun. Um and like using Mm-hmm. If we get into fuse you know, on your track of like being able to do all sorts of things, like the things you can fuse, fuse makes shields, as Tristan alluded to, much, much more useful than they were in Breath of the Wild. Because like in Breath of the Wild, shields were useful if you had a one-handed weapon, otherwise you just didn't use a shield because spears yep. and two-handed swords, no, no shield. Um, in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, you can use a shield with. You can attach a cannon to it if you want to shoot people. Um, you can add, add a rocket to it, and now you can just shoot up into the air at any time you want. Um, you can put a minecart on it, and now you have a skateboard. Uh, you can like you can you can put a minecart on it, and you can like skateboard ride uh, minecart rails. It's incredible. <laughs> It's it's really good. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, no, and, and I I think I think like that that is just like the part like that's why I think a lot of people are or like me personally this is why I'm enjoying this game and I haven't even like really explored it, but even with like the the couple basic powers, it already felt like the we'll say the complex the depth of complexity you could do with them was so far so much greater right like the combination of them all or even just some of the individual powers like how creative you could get with them was just so much more than than uh the Mm -hmm. breath of the wild and i think i think that's the big thing where i'm like this is why it feels like it's such a crazy game and like part of me feels you know just kind of mentioning these powers it's like will be hard for me to ever go back to breath of the wild right Yes. Um, where you don't have don't have this luxury, but I mean, I, this is essentially the point. I think the point is you beat Breath of the Wild, you explore it like crazy. Um, if you were to introduce people to these games, you'd have them play Breath of the Wild first to its entirety, and then then get into this game. I think I think that'd be the appropriate thing to do because going backwards, I just feel like you're you're kind of you're creating expectation. Yeah, uh, no, and obviously you, you they're building off what they learn, right? You definitely cannot play Breath of the Wild after playing Tears of the Kingdom. You have to go through them in order. Um, also, in pa- also on Fuse, I think Fuse fixes the durability issue Breath of the Wild had. Because, like, my biggest complaint with durability in Breath of the Wild was that I would have a bunch of really good weapons. I'd really not want to use them because if I kill like uh, a you know if I kill a pack of Bokoblins, I'm probably gonna get some crappy Dragonborn Dragonbone uh, clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, at high levels of progression, and that's it. And that feels bad. But um, in Tears of the Kingdom, every enemy you kill drops a horn, at least, uh, which is a which is usually like for whatever tier you're, of uh, enemy you're fighting at is usually a pretty good fusion material uh, mm-hmm. for your tier of play. Grab a grab a stick, grab the horn, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and um, one thing that's really nice is that um, there's a lot, once you start learning some of the places, there's a lot more opportunity to regain some of those really nice weapons that you might get like uh the royal guard weapons for example because you can just you can just go to hyrule castle (laughs) um it's not nearly as scary as it is in um breath of the wild um and every blood moon those items come back uh because that's the how this game solves memory limitations is it just resets all item placements every uh blood moon as long as it's not in a chest um and so you go get these really nice items and you fuse them with something and now you have a great weapon again and i i feel like i just have great weapons and i can go into combat and i can lose these weapons but i can just get stuff back and i feel like i'm i feel like i get things from combat now which is a huge improvement over breath of the wild where i felt like why would i want to go fight things i'm just going to like effectively lose uh stuff that i want yep um now to avoid spoiling anything for you (laughs) just while i'm thinking about combat and enemies yeah we can get um, on that topic a little bit here now yep there's a lot of there's a huge increase in enemy variety which i love but specifically robert have you encountered and you'll know what i'm talking about okay, if you have here we go Second have time you encountered you here we go have you encountered <laughs> the the new uh replacement enemy for guardians yet I no, I have not. I'm just before that point. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, it's it's not just before that point. They're they're spread out through the world. Are they separate from the the arcs? The yeah. Oh yeah. They're oh, so you a... just define them? Yeah, they're 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 out there. They're waiting. They're terrifying. <laughs> okay. No, I have if, not. If you have you... not encountered an enemy that made you, um, and apologies, shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my favorite part about them is I'm not going to... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I spoil it. But once you kill them, it gets worse. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Hold on, explain. Explain. Okay. I feel you can spoil this. Or is it like, is this like a Hydra situation? Or is it like you've killed one, so the next time you it's, see one, they, they, their stats are better? It's a Hydra situation. Okay, gotcha. There's gotcha. problems. It's, it's, it's not a Hydra situation as you kill one, you face two or anything. It's, it's, it's um, more of a kinder surprise. It's a, yeah, it's a kinder surprise. Here's my question. Here's the question I actually have about these. Are these related to the main plot at all? Yes, sort of. Hundred oh, okay. percent. So, so I'll at some point have to fight these. Well, sorry, they're not related to the main plot. Is in you? Well, yes and no. You, you. 
Is this like the the guy who like had the bow and arrow and like electric things in in Breath of the Wild? Oh, is this no, the no. equivalent here? No, okay. no, 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 no. The Lionels still exist. Um, that's what you're thinking of. No, no, they, I'm thinking they, of like that kind of scenario where it's like go steal some, you know, some yeah, food yeah, no, from no, the no, orc no, no. or they, they <laughs> or the don't, they don't <laughs> appear in the main story. I don't gotcha, gotcha. think they're just they're just lore relevant. Is the um they oh, cool, they cool. do appear in one very significant quest. That's um, a side quest, is what you're telling me. Yes, there's, a, there's significant side quests which I'll probably like once you. Since I, I'm probably going to be like the, once again, and I feel like I'm playing this in every single podcast I'm in, I'm the guy who's just going to do the main quest, like, probably as much as I possibly can, uh, and then explore the other things. Um, although here, I don't know it, if that's... Here, let me put it this way. Yeah. If you want to finish the game with a Master Sword, you're going to run into these enemies. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So if I want the Master Sword, okay, yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's, that's a good, a good, way, good to put way to put it. it. Yeah, and I, I did get the Master Sword last time, right? Like I went through the forest and and all that. Yeah. So it's um, theoretically possible to get the Master Sword without running into these guys, but um, not unless you like read a guide to spoil how to get the Master Sword. Here's my question to you, Matt. Um, how many hearts do you currently have? Like twelve. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you, you've been you've been hunting the temples. You said you had like oh, yeah. a lot of the temples. I have right? like forty percent of the shrines. Do we want to talk about the shrines a little bit here? Yeah, of course. Shrines are great, huge improvement over Breath of the Wild. And every I, single one of them, like I walk in and I'm like, oh, this is like unique and creative, and I love it. Yeah, so like, I'm with you. Even the combat ones are so much more improved because they're all like freaking. Um, uh, what's the name of that Mini island? Mini raid bottles. Oh, the well, island in, in yeah yeah you, yeah, you have yeah. to reset and you have to you have to figure out like they take away and... all your armor they give you a couple weapons and uh, there's usually some gimmick to the fight in the in the shrine and they're just like have fun my favorite is without giving too many spoilers um, battle bots okay <laughs> um, I... mm-hmm. That was a really <laughs> fun one. I, I'm not going to spoil things for you. Like, I'm, I'm going to spoil one, though, because I, I feel like shrines are a little different. But there's one where we'll say it's like a... There's just, there's there's a couple enemies on the outside, and there's some enemies on the inside, and you have to like teleport up, and then you like jump in inside, okay? Um, I don't know. It's on it's on some mountain or something. But I was having trouble because I'm like... I have, I have four hearts right now, or five, maybe five now at this point. Um, and I was having some trouble with it because I landed there because I jumped off the Sky Island uh, and instead of teleporting back, I'm like, you know what? I see a temple. Let me go to it, um, which is another fun thing that happens in this game. But what I essentially had is there's like a spinning like fire thing in one of the rooms and I just lured them all in and then teleported up <laughs> and then let the fire <laughs> thing take care of them. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're if you'll if you want to talk about shrines more explicitly i don't mind if you spo- i don't mind if you spoil some shrines so battle I'm not, bots, I'm not so, yeah, yeah battle bots is one where um you th- there's a specific zonai uh device that is like a little roomba that when you turn it on will if there's an enemy within its radius it will like drive and bump into the enemy mm-hmm 
so in the, then the shrine gives you stuff like cannons and lasers and <laughs> uh spike things and gives you basically like a stick as a weapon so basically you just like arm up these little robot guys and they like bravely drive towards <laughs> the robots and the robots like have no idea how to deal with these things um it's great i love it it feels it feels like the base temples have the same creativity as some of the hidden temples in the original game mm-hmm. right like the um there's there's certain lava temples that are like you have to take like carts separately like to get to yeah um and they're like they're playing with fire and like some skill shots and some other like clever things like to me was like where i'm like oh like this is what temples should be like you know this like set of challenges um and I, I just, yeah, I, I'm every new thing I encounter, I'm, I'm like immediately like enjoying. So, and it doesn't feel so. This to me, like maybe, maybe I know it's going back a little bit here to to what I mentioned in the first thing. But I think because it feels a little more driven, um, it's easier for me to stay on task even when I go off somewhere. If yeah, that makes sense. And like, I also like how uh, you. You talked about fire. We talked about Death Mountain a little bit, and that reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. Um, the narrative feels more driven, and also, you know, people in the world feel more invested in the world. Because, mm. like, it's not just um, that's another thing. Yeah, it's not just like everything sucks and the world's gone, and we're barely rebuilding. Yeah, it feels like these people like live in and care about this world. Like in Zora's domain, you have like in Breath of the Wild Zora's domain, you they're like, well, it's been raining for a while, and the dam might overfill, and that would be bad. Uh, I was like, but well, rest, that's pretty yeah. low stakes. <laughs> but um, but I guess I guess the big difference is like I, I think it just feels like the communities are actually like started thriving again, and then now there's a new calamity they have to deal like calamity, yeah. the new ca- catastrophe they have to deal with. But it's still it feels definitely a lot more alive, and and I actually like that because yeah, the regional I was getting very really interesting. I was getting very tired of like Breath of the Wild, like gloom and doom. Which which was the point of the, the the whole game, right? Yeah. Um. But I but part of me wanted to be like, okay, so like what like now that we've defeated right, calamity again, and like is there is there this world that actually like all the civilizations are are you know actually growing and not just like barely alive, right? Yeah, and I feel like uh you know you team up you you've gotten most of the way through uh the rito quest line so you yeah, know that like, or whatever yeah Tulin really joins cool. up with you like you go to these areas and these uh um... wow, your parrot is really not having Tulin right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just like you better not be talking about other birds <laughs> <laughs> um but you go to these places and there's problems and then like you know you have somebody who joins up with you on a quest to solve the problem and like they touched it feels on realistic the... in they some touched ways on you know? it in breath of the wild a little bit but like they actually accompany you into the dungeons unlike in breath of the wild where they're just like all right have fun in breath of the wild some of the characters feel like side guys that like are just there like they're npcs yeah (laughs) they're not even really part of it go find this guy you found this guy he's gonna talk to this other guy okay we're good you now have boulder shield uh lava shield or whatever the regional phenomena just feels so much more interesting than the divine beast problems did because like you know i criticized in breath of the wild the burrito village breath of the wild quest line is like there's a sky battleship up there and it's spooky 
Well, this is the same thing that's and happening then, in this game. But... Well, and now, and now there's a sky battleship up there being spooky, but also... Uh, it is the good thing, I think. It is perpetual night. Our crops are dead. Our people are starving. We're hunting further and further out to try to get food. Yes. Uh, it feels We're going desperate. to caves. Yeah this, yeah, this child is being yelled at from the chief, like the captain or whatever, that you're going, like he's going off adventuring. Perhaps it really and he really Tulin has this very much the like the the kid that still doesn't know better but is out for adventure and like wants to do something to help. Yeah, um, and at the top but... of this, I explained I'm not going to like go into too much detail to avoid spoiling you on the other quest lines, but you know, the Gorons are dealing with what's effectively an opioid epidemic. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, no I'm serious. <laughs> it like like everywhere else is all these like different f- phenomena and the gorons it's just drugs um hey listen very <laughs> serious i'm 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 here i'm here to help out the gorons here um be. the zelda i was just gonna mention though the like i think i think to no, that zelda. point zora <laughs> i sorry i really liked um getting to the top of the uh the wind the, yeah the storm arc it was a storm arc is that what oh, it's called yeah that storm was arc? yeah that whole it, it, like it's instead of like some like convoluted like before we have the boss battle like you know some random like i don't know I've, somewhat I've, forced, I've only forced done thing the, yeah mm-hmm. i've only it, done the rito and the goron but i can assure you the goron also has this really really cool like build up it's just natural right it almost feels natural. It's like, oh, we're just going higher, you know, and like yeah. find ways to go higher. But the the challenge is the platform itself. Like, the puzzle feels very, very much like, oh, I see kind of the end ish, but like, how do I get there? And then as you go, you kind of you kind of starts laying out for you, uh, and then you're flying. You have to realize like which which way you're flying sometimes, <laughs> or else you jump up. Like once you're really near the top, and there's yeah. just the the, the boats. Um, but but it just looks cool too, right? Like it's it's this whole other yeah thing I, before the thing. That's I don't know just a lot of attention to detail and like care to add things. I think that make it feel just the, make the world more deep, right? Yeah, and I can't wait to see the other two regional phenomena because I haven't like started the quest lines, but it at least appears to be Zora's domain is uh, just covered in mud. Um, interesting okay which is bad oh you know you can understand why that's bad for fish uh uh if like the their waterways are polluted and uh, near as i can tell the Gerudo are suffering from a zombie apocalypse so okay okay <laughs> interesting like it's so much it's just so much more interesting than like there's a sandstorm <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, the, the civilizations feel like they're coming alive, and then I mean, if you're saying they're suffering from a zombie apocalypse, I I don't want to say anything, but there's a there's a certain zombie in the beginning of the game that might have something to do with it. I imagine. Yes. Uh, well, like they're all caused. Like, yeah, um, no, I know, I know, all of them are going to be caused by the by the main bad guy. That's like, ooh, the power can't hold me anymore. I'm going to become evil. Although I do, I do like that it doesn't feel so like, oh, I'm big bad and I've taken over the world already. You know, I do I do like that feeling where it feels like you're discovering things naturally. Like you have these individual things you're dealing with and you're just helping people out. Uh, and yeah. then the big plot will happen in the background, right? Tristan, yeah. do you have any uh any things you want to add from your uh your details? Maybe any 
I think this might be a good time. Um, if you have any kind of reactions, like like what people have been saying online, if you want to talk about that. I don't have a lot of mm-hmm. them. I know, I guess, minor spoilers. Um, Sidon has a wife, and everyone's mad at him about that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay. All right. Real idle energy moment. My my favorite my favorite one, and I mean, I guess this is closer to actual spoilers than the Sidon, oh, but it's okay. a, it's objectively very funny. And Matt probably knows what I'm looking Here we go. Into. Here we go. Um, but in I I don't remember what what town you're set up in. Is it Terrytown or is it somewhere else? Matt, you can help me out where, where the house is. Uh, it's uh, Hateno Village. Hateno Village, okay. Um, if you go to Link's house, it's really obvious that Zelda's been living there for like a really long time. <laughs> I, think on the map, like, I think on since... the map it says Zelda's house. Yeah. Oh, it's not even Link's house. <laughs> it, it used to be Link's house, that's the thing. And... Um, there are a bunch of people on Reddit in particular, probably elsewhere, but I mean, let's be real, um, complaining that Zelda quote-unquote stole Link's house. And I'm like, oofies, oofies, no. That's it's like average Redditor when a woman wants to stay over at your house. <laughs> there there, <laughs> are, there are two place settings at the table, ladies right, and gentlemen. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, like everything about it suggests cohabitation, and they're like, "She stole my house, my my real estate." It's like, no, I no. It's almost like they've been destined over and over again right. to uh, be around each other, you know, for well, thousands and thousands. Literally, of years. everyone in the game, like, oh man, Link and Zelda are so inseparable. They're always, you know, next to each other. Like every NPC is like, "Oh, hey, Link, is Zelda literally like next to you?" <laughs> they've these been people, they've like, been the power clearly, couple for thousands of generations and yeah. like people are still surprised here <laughs> uh, i think i think the cool thing i mean it's not it's not anyone's reactions i do like though just i guess just miscellaneous whatevers um i do think it's cool thinking about like ways the game expects you to have played breath of the wild mm-hmm. um in breath of the wild getting the master sword requires you to have x number of like actual Hearts. factual heart mm-hmm. containers because like the the buffs from food won't cut it for for pulling the sword out of the rock. Yeah. Right. Um it constantly does damage to you. I learned I that the hard way. Yep. I don't remember the exact um mechanics surrounding it, but this time it's reversed. Getting the master sword and virus stamina wheel. Yes. And you can't do it with buffs. And I think that's a nice touch. It's also honestly like less uh you, you don't need as much stamina as you needed hearts. Yeah. Um, it's just that the quest to... So, like, getting the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild, like, you had to intuit where it would be, and once you did that, it wasn't too long to get. The quest to get it in Tears of the Kingdom is much <laughs> longer and a bit more... Dif- and a lot, Honestly, a lot more difficult. It's got lore importance, too, which is interesting. It's not just like, oh, I found the sword... It's like, oh, there's some actual stuff happened here. You huh? also, it also requires you to like think about things for a little bit because um, nobody in the world will tell you where it is until you start the quest. You, you, I think the, the really impressive part is I'm gonna just just very very small. Oh um, once you find the NPC that can tell you where it is, uh, they're very surprised at its location, <laughs> particularly the fact that its location keeps changing. 
Oh, interesting. Uh, and that's okay. all I'll say for that. No. There you <laughs> go. I like it. It's Lugia, or, or no? What, what, is it Latvia? What, what were the what are the? Um, it's kind of like Roaming Legendary. It's, it's, Latvia, it's, yeah. it's very similar. Yeah. Sorry, I I wasn't supposed to mention the, them and then this podcast. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I mean, joking about Latias is very funny in context. To be um, to be fair though, this is I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna not mention the other the other Nintendo series very much every single time yeah but yeah. at the same time um it's very hard not to compare Breath of the Wild two to like a Mega what? Ruby Alpha Sapphire in terms of like building on things. things from that generation mm, interesting I don't hate that because that's that's always been I I don't I wasn't around for the last episode was Breath of the Wild right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you guys you guys didn't actually get to hear my my Breath oh, of yeah, the here. Wild this is a good good, good transition because to... I was about to compare the two games and then and that's then we fair. can slowly zone as uh what's it called um fade out after um but that's yeah what, what are your thoughts on Breath yeah, of the Wild mine, and, mine weren't mm-hmm. mine weren't committed to the uh the annals of history but basically Breath of the Wild I it's a great game I'm not gonna like knock it. Um, but it's very much a beta test. Like you can, you can really tell that they like made the engine more than anything else. And they're like, okay, that's really cool. And then like, I, I feel like they were kind of losing steam by the time it came to things like the shrines. It, um, it felt like it, like it was a game that probably needed another couple of years to like fully complete. But I think almost I would say, cause even when you're playing that game, like it gets to a point where you're like, I'm actually exhausted. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and you can feel like, the developers are too. They're just like the world is so big, and they want to not have nothing yeah, happening anywhere. It's like it's odd. Yeah. It's hard to describe because it, it feels. I I, <laughs> I was I was actually about to say something that I realized it's it's taken wholesale from um, Joseph Anderson. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the tagline for his review was literally too much Zelda. Yeah, I think and, it was. Yeah, and then I mean, breath, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty much it. That that sums up Breath of the Wild, yeah. It's it's a bit too much Zelda. But somehow Tears huh. of the Kingdom works with even more Zelda, which I is think, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom feels more like Kingdom, a Zelda like yeah, proper game, I'd imagine, right? Tears of the Kingdom to me, having again, having not played it, so you know, nice opinion as a YouTuber given it to you. Um my my take on Tears of the Kingdom as it stands is that it's everything Breath of the Wild really, really wanted to be and built itself up towards. So I think it's hard to like. I don't know. It's obviously a sequel, but it also feels more like a definitive version of Breath of the Wild to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Breath of the Wild's a really, really simplistic plot. Like it didn't actually. I know. I know Zelda as a series is like episodic, and like not necessarily on. I mean, as much as Nintendo insists it exists, it's not on a timeline per se. It's at um, the end. Oh, actually, we'll talk about that some other time. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. As far as like, they're all like mostly standalone. It's like a Final yeah, Fantasy yeah, yeah. situation mostly. I mean, Breath of the Wild is supposed to sit at some like nexus point where somehow the Rito and the Zora coexist, and it, it's a whole thing. But like, you, as as much as, I don't, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say this, you could have. Tears of the Kingdom without Breath of the Wild at the end of the day. Like, I you're gonna have a worse time playing it if you haven't played Breath of the Wild. But from like a plot perspective, yeah. To me, yeah, like, okay, okay. I see that. I see that. Breath of the Wild didn't really do a lot. Like Link wakes up, does some ambiguous things that House don't really have a huge beast. bearing on the plot. 
Yeah, like the divine beasts are very isolated. You know, yeah. like you you solve the problems of like the individual Hyrule tribes that are like you know directly connected to each beast, but there's not like long lasting stuff. You know, you don't get to watch the same kind of plot happen. You know, so like there's not there's not the same ramifications. It doesn't need to have necessarily happened. So, I mean, if someone were to play, apart from, like, mechanical things the the game expects you to have... You'd feel a little overwhelmed if you hadn't played it, but I, yeah. I, I agree with your sentiment that you could probably jump in with this whole story and it would be standalone. I think I think that might be fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would say, I would say you need to have played Breath of the Wild to understand this game from, like, a mechanical standpoint. I think you enjoy it more, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think you need to have completed the story to enjoy this game. Yes. I, yeah. I'm there. Would be my, there. Would be yeah. my take. Um, I would agree. Also, just before we get into final wrap-up stuff, I should also mention, the Sky Islands are fun. That's it. Yeah. It, it's a nice mini-world to start the war, like the thing. It, it essentially does what the... Like, you know, to that point, they do some of the similar stuff where you have like, oh, you have to go to these three shrines. And, yeah, you know the, what great, I mean? the Great Sky Island's a good tutorial. Um, yeah. Uh, it feels more focused than the Great Plateau was, mm-hmm. um, which I think works if you're doing it as like a catch up. Like if if like if you played Breath of the Wild and you're like re- relearning the mechanics, I think the Great Sky Island is good for its more like it, it's not it's not as linear as it appears, but it's more linear than the Great Plateau was. And you play with the mechanics, right? Like you have to do all those like um, hooks on a, you know, yeah. like a, what what it, like you essentially have to go ziplining to uh, and and some yeah, it, and it, make it, boats and it, and, yeah. it helps. It, it's a good tutorial to teach you the mechanics. The other sky islands dotted around are not nearly as big, um, but I think they're still I think they're still good. There's some really cool like stuff mm-hmm. on them. They're um, not as much part of the game as you think they'd be. I think from is the probably trailers, fair. yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's a bad thing. No, like, they the way they showed it, I, I like. I thought it was just going to be like the whole game is in the yeah. Sky Islands. Um, Instead, but... the whole game's in the depths. <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah. I guess I'll have to figure out. I guess I've been missing like fifty uh, percent of the game <laughs> so far. Just literally fifty percent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that 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 gets me excited too. Which by the time we come back to this, I don't know if I've well actually I've explored the depths. I might just try to beat the mainline story. Um, but you should who knows. explore the depths. <laughs> um, you're, you're you're going to have to explore the depths at least a little bit to beat the main I know, story. I know to talk about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my reaction on the next one. Um, okay, let's let's give our kind of uh, well, this is this is similar, I guess, to a first look, but like our reactions, then our ultimate reactions, kind of uh, after how I like we'll say the first part of the game. Um, Tristan, how about you start? What's what's your reaction from other people's reactions? <laughs> To the like game, in, ultimately. It's just a general sense, like like what the game. You you've kind of mentioned already, but like yeah, what do you what do you you, you feel like this is just the better the the more pinnacle of of Breath of the Wild? I, is, I would yeah. I would say so. Yeah, I I think it's like it's like one of the it's it's hard to like I I've described it in the past as like the Assassin's Creed principle, where playing a future game in the series kind of makes it hard to go back and play the other games. Like once you've played Assassin's Creed Two or anything further, like there's there's simple things in the first game, like not even being able to swim that are like wow okay all right this is rough. Um, 
I think in some ways that applies here, but also not in others. So it's hard to like draw a beat on exactly where I sit there. I wouldn't say this game completely invalidates Tears or Breath of the Wild because like you do need at least like that no, systematic I think understanding. I think there's some things that Breath of the Wild works better at, like exploring the, the initial exploration of uh, Hyrule works better in Breath of the Wild because I think that's true. Yeah. Tears of the Running Kingdom starts in the and, middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I I think that's I think that's it though. Like I think that's the only thing I would actually say that Breath of the Wild does definitively better. It, the yeah. o- the actual open world part in Breath of the Wild, like the first chance to go and explore and keep finding new things, is is really really good. Yeah. yeah, which is which is funny to me because I think that was to call it a criticism is too strong a word, but it was probably my biggest problem. With yeah, because you well, you just you just got so lost that at some point, yeah, like you could be like, oh well, literally, I'm, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to float down the river to this mysterious river mm-hmm. to find a tooth of a dragon, um, and then, and then I get this this hat I can wear, and I don't like, what am I doing? It's <laughs> <is> my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Am um, I the which... dragon tooth boatman? <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll they'll write a ballad for me, but but yeah, I think I think it is a criticism because like once once I'd been in that game, and I mean to be fair, like I'd already been in the game, but there are definitely parts throughout the game where it just felt like the whole momentum of the game slowed down. You know what I mean? Like you get so sidetracked, which is both the very fun part because it's the exploration part, but like you don't want to feel like a game becomes tedious. And I think there were times that, especially if you take a break. Um, or if you were just like less interested of what's going on in the main plot, you kind of be like, "Yeah, so, so here we are, cutting some wood, yeah. making a fire, cooking something." <laughs> um, just kind of dip into my thoughts. Um, yeah, I go, go really, I really think that Tears of the Kingdom fixes uh, pretty much most of my problems with Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, we didn't. We kind of mentioned it a little bit because you're only just getting to your first one. But I've cleared two of the dungeons, and the, the dungeons—they're not much more complex than the Divine Beasts, but they're slightly more complex. But most importantly, they're visually diverse, which was mm-hmm. a big problem in Breath of the Wild. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the bosses are unique and have mechanics, and they're cool. And that just does so much, like, more than just fighting uh, elemental Ganons. I, um, I can't shoot the eye 20 million times? That's not, that's no. not the strategy? <laughs> no, you cannot. Um, and uh, the, you know, the dungeons are cool. Like, where they're located is different for each one. It's not just some random monster clearing them. Once you beat the dungeon, there's actually an effect in the world, uh, which they kind of like touched on a little bit in Breath of the Wild with the rain in the Zora area. But like, you didn't really notice the thing on the volcano, the on the volcano or uh, the bird in the sky doing anything. And I, I don't know if anything really changes in the Gerudo Desert either. Like, it's really just the Zora domain in Breath of the Wild that changed, mm-hmm. but each one in Tears of the Kingdom is having a big effect, and defeating it has a big effect on the local area. You can see, like, how you've improved the yeah. lives of the people there, and you've saved them from something, and that's so much better. 
Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you, Matt. I just I feel like they do a lot of stuff right, and I think one of the biggest things for me is the the pull factor is a lot better. Um, and I would even say the I'm away from the game and I come back to the game factor is a lot better right now. Yeah. Um, and... So like if I take a couple of days off, I'm not just like completely lost. I kind of go back and it's like okay, like here's the thing we're doing, and you know maybe. The addition yeah, sorry, of like Matt, the additional maps of like the depths and the sky islands gives you so much more that you can like do. Mm-hmm. So there's so like if you're doing a thing and you're feeling bored, you can just you can go to the depths and it's a completely like different series of challenges and uh, considerations you have to go through to ex- to explore and plunge into this place and get rewards that feed back into each other to like uh, and you know as you improve on stuff in the depths and you get these batteries you can then use that to make vehicles and you have extra zonite you can now use those vehicles with auto build in the open world in the upper world and the sky islands to go and explore and it just it feels very cohesive and purposeful mm. and multi-level I, there yeah. yeah it's just much more interesting and you know you as i mentioned you have the enemy variety so um, it's not just Bacoblins and Moblins. You know, you have, <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. Bacoblins, Moblins, uh, Great Bacoblins, uh, ter- uh, Horriblins. Um, you've got those Aracutas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Keese are now worth their weight in gold. Um, the whole like Zonite civilization set, right? Of yeah. bad guys. Yeah. It's it's just so much better. I, I I could go on and on. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have any much more to add. Um, objectively, I think this is definitely my my game I'm playing now, and uh, I think it's it's just done everything so well. Um, okay, I think with that, uh, that'll wrap up our Tears of the Kingdom Part One. Uh, the reason I'm doing Part One is because I don't know if it'll be Part Two or Part Three. Um, at some point uh, i think maybe it would be best just to give us some more time to get through the game that our next episode the one that we get in uh before july or or, or in july would be legend of zelda the first game yeah i think that would probably be best um so if matt if you if you can uh you have so much of the depths to explore like <laughs> yes yeah yeah if, if, if you can just i would say um just just kind of format that a little bit or, or organize that a little better than this uh just just because i know um just just like what what happened and like the basics kind uh, yeah, of and i course. think i think the one thing like once we really start getting into uh all these games is i like the background lore to be like something we talk about more. Um, and so the reason I think the Tears of the Kingdom will probably have a part two, part three is because part two will feel like, okay, we've been like everything about the game. Like, let's talk about the rest of the game. Yeah, um, I feel like we could be more. I didn't, I didn't want to have a structure for part two because, mm-hmm. not for part one, sorry, because as we found out halfway through the podcast, you didn't even know what the depths were, which is great, which is just amazing. Yeah, um, so, like, writing out a plot outline would, you know, better for part two yeah yeah (laughs) we should do a part two and then part three we could even like later on especially if we're still playing we could do a little more rundown of what we've been playing and then talk about the lore uh, yeah tie in at some point but but either way we will definitely do a part two is my point um yeah uh so but yeah let's let's start with the first so yeah those listening i I appreciate all you for listening um 
how you found this podcast. I don't know, but but here you are. Uh, you, you clearly have some connection. You've talked to me. <laughs> you personally know me in real life. Um, but uh, I would like to say I appreciate for you, you for listening. And yeah, our next our next goal will be uh, to have that first game kind of go over it where the where the world started. Uh, probably I'd be curious to know like some of the inspiration, like what's kind of the background behind all this um, and how and as we go through the games, I think what will be really cool is how the lore expands, right? How the larger kind of timeline, like some timeline talk, but just generally how the different ideas from these games like start to grow um, through the years. I think that would be really cool to look at. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Matt, thank you for uh, being here. Tristan, thank you. Um, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Yeah, See you. No See you.